You are listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 103. With my guest today, the one and only Jennifer Batten. So Jennifer played guitar for Michael Jackson and Jeff Beck, plus lots of other things that she's done. Now, I actually interviewed Jennifer back in 2017 in episode number eight, and that's where we spoke about how she first started playing guitar, her time with Michael, and lots of other things. So you can go back, check out that interview, so you can have a listen to that one as well. So in today's episode, we discuss what she's up to now. We talk all about her YouTube channel, which has got some fantastic stuff on there, including the Riff Kitchen. It's got her This One Time, okay, which is really good. So funny little segments, and lots of stories that I'm sure you all will enjoy. So let's go over to interview now with Jennifer Batten to find out what she's up to now during this time of COVID-19, 2020. And some days are good, some days suck, and this was a pretty good one. Yeah, well, thanks again for doing this. So the last one we did was August 2017. Wow, okay. So yeah. Yeah, that's a while ago. That's, yeah. uh, that was a whole other world ago. Yes, I must say that's a great YouTube channel you've got going with the, the Riff Kitchen. Yeah, I like every other musician on earth is trying to figure out how to make a living online. It's looking like shows might not even happen for another year and a half. Oh, really? So, yeah. Wow. Uh, definitely the big shows. They're, they're, it's a liability issue. So the big shows like Coachella and uh, big festivals don't want to be held responsible for people getting sick mm. and you know i know people are going to be shy to go out uh, i've got dates in the fall that were postponed from the spring and I, I i really doubt that ticket sales will be very healthy because mm. people are going to be afraid mm. you know they're, they're already talking about the the virus getting worse in the fall and having a second wave yeah. so anyway um i'm thinking you know, I've, I've got a friend that I, I actually interviewed. I did a, um, a seminar that I toured around America about you know, basically making a living in the, the modern music world. And, mm. and I interviewed my buddy, um, David Wallerman. Okay. He's got a, an extremely successful guitar lesson channel online. Mm. And he's been doing it, gosh, eight or nine years now. He he might be up to a quarter million subscribers. It's just crazy. And he is very disciplined, great player. And he set, set out to, to upload three lessons a week. Okay. And when you do that every week for year after year, yeah. that's a hell of a lot of information you're putting out. It is. Yeah. I interviewed him, was it four years ago? And as far as monetizing YouTube, he was making enough money to pay his uh, property tax. And he's, he's got a couple of kids. He's got the, you know, the family bills, you know, so you can't make a living pretty much. Most of us cannot make a living just monetizing on YouTube. Yeah. But once you get an audience, there's all kinds of other ways to get sponsorships and free equipment or get paid to, to review equipment. And then he had a bunch of backing tracks for his lessons. So he would send people to his site to buy the backing tracks and, now he's got lessons packaged up. 
and he's he's making a living at it, mm. and I'm I'm totally jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. wish I had done that because it's mailbox money. Once you finish it and you yeah. have an audience, that money keeps coming in. Yeah, that's right. So I'm a very late bloomer, like a lot of us, and I'm I'm just starting. I'm just yeah. putting up. You know, I wanted to put up a riff every day, but there's it's it's hard to keep it up and and do everything else I have to do. And then I started another one that's a story series, uh, telling behind the scenes road stories. Yeah. So between the two, I've gotten oh at least 400 more subscribers in the last month. Oh well, wow. <laughs> which um, I mean that's cool, but you need. Yeah. You got to have four thousand viewing hours per month to be yeah. able to monetize. So I'm a ways away from that, but yeah. you know I'm doing content and and also TrueFire.com that I've been doing courses for. They they've got kind of a sidecar thing for their people where you can essentially start your own store with your own content and also use the content you recorded from them and okay. do it on a four tiered layer. Yep. So like maybe five dollars a month, the the bottom layer gets X amount, and then you get more and more and more content plus a private lesson if you're on the top tier. It's kind of like Patreon. Yeah. But um, you know, that's all I can do. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah. It's always a tricky one. Like I know even with my you know, YouTube channel, like I've been thankfully for you, you had the uh, collaboration video, like Don't Stop Believing. So thank you again for that. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. It's a lot of work, man. It it, is. It's a full-time job to be a YouTuber. Yeah. It's like you got to put up content every day or every other day to get people coming back. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this has taken me probably a week just for this one song, you know, to sure. get everything done. Oh, I'm well. not surprised, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, if, if you can get people, that's that's the whole point, you know. Yeah. It, people are locked down looking for stuff to watch, so that now's the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, with your one, you've got the, like I said, you've got the stories... And um, I'm sure everyone will enjoy a lot of the stories. Of the, uh, what's the part? So this one time, okay part, where you got stories about the beat it solo, um, playing Spinal Tap, your hair stories, guitar explosions, the bubbles, the chimp, you know, the Michael Jackson tour. So there's really everything in there for everyone. Yeah, well, you know, people have been bugging me for years to write a book. And after Michael Jackson died, I, I saw all these books coming out that were really salacious and written by people that didn't even know him, never even met him. So yeah. I thought, well, God, I, I I could write a book of all the adventures. I was with him for 10 years. Yep. And it was put down by everybody. My sister's a, a book editor, and so oh. she she helped me shop it, or, or got an agent to shop it. But because there was nothing salacious, they, they didn't want it. All right. So I, I figured you know, there's a lot more interesting stuff that's happened before and after that, the whole Jeff Beck tours and, you know, that's, I've been on the planet for a while, so there's a hell of a lot of stories to compile. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I don't know if I'll ever write that book, but at least putting, putting stories out in 10 minute chunks yeah. by audio as they come is so far it's working for me now. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And even the, uh, you know, the photos and the videos you got from the, the original edition was in there as well. Which I hadn't seen that before. Your audition for Michael yeah. Jackson—that was really cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's it's so cool to see that after so many years. Mm. I only got a hold of it maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny that the mem the memories that you have are so many times inaccurate. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I I thought I I thought I nailed the beat it solo in the audition. I figured that's why he hired me. Yeah. But 
there's a reason I didn't put it in my storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it was just okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing is the other stuff that was intriguing to him. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, the uh, the other videos, oh, sorry, the other photos, you hadn't really seen before as well, like you with the bubbles with with the chimp and. Yeah, I've I've got a closet full of scrapbooks, man. Mm. Oh God, when I first was on the on the bad tour, we started out in Japan, and every morning after shows, I would go out and look at the papers, and I couldn't read anything; it was all in Japanese kanji. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would look for, you know, pictures of Michael Jackson. I started collecting that stuff. And I just realized after a while, not only was it expensive to get all the magazines he was yeah. in because he was in all of them, yeah. <laughs> I, I would need a warehouse to store all this stuff. So, But I, I took a lot of pictures, and uh, I just wish I had a smartphone back then. I'd have yeah. a lot more videos and pictures, but yeah. I, I do have scrapbooks full of pictures, and I'll, I'll dig into it at some point. Yeah, so you think we'll expect to see a few more of those in with your videos as well? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. Now, also with the the actual the, the riff kitchen part, so I've got to number eighteen at the moment. The E Blues turnaround. I noticed you just put on. So, do you uh, prepare those, or you just like whatever comes up, just bring it out? You know what? For several years, I've been compiling riffs. Mm. A lot of times, while I'm watching TV, I have a guitar and I, I'm consciously trying to come up with something new, and I'll just record them on my phone. And lately, it's just way easier to just go in the studio and just start jamming. Yeah. And then when something fresh comes up that I like, that's the riff of the day. Yeah. You know, because it, it takes a lot of work to go back in the phone and go, oh, man, like 400 days ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what riff am I going to pick up? And then I got to relearn it and all that. So it's um, it's just kind of fun to sit there and focus and uh and try to make it interesting. Yeah, obviously I have a green screen, so I'm trying to get different backdrops every yeah. time, and uh, just just have something that hopefully bring people back to see them day after day. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. Yeah, like I said, with all the backdrops and you know, even some of comedy as well in there, so it's good. Yeah, well, you know, comedy <laughs> is universal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, how long does it take you just to do like edit? Because you're doing all the editing by yourself, is that right? Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of time, and I'm always in perpetual denial. I think, oh, just one more hour, I'll have it, and then it's next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. Because actually, well, the first the first couple of the storytelling series I did in front of a green screen, mm. and then I'd add all these photos and backgrounds along the way. And even though it's ten minutes, it would just take hours and hours and hours and hours to edit. Yeah. So, and I wasn't really happy with the lighting. I, I, I don't have that together. It's just kind of low-budget green screen. So the last few, and I, I think I'll continue this, is to do it in the daylight because it no light yeah. is better than daylight, really. Yeah. So I'm doing it outdoors and with no green screen, but I, I'm, I'm putting in just a few pictures in part because yeah. it makes it a lot faster to edit. I noticed on your YouTube channel, you had the um, your band. Was it the the Full Steam? Is that what it's called, the band? Yeah, it's my name, Jennifer Batten, and Full Steam. Yep. Yeah, it's a, a, a 80s cover band. 
Is that what you had going before the, the lockdown? Yeah, I launched it last summer in part because I, I'm pretty beat up by travel at mm. this point. You know, so many missing guitars and broken guitars and just just too many hours i'm pretty pretty burnt on it and it's yeah. it's pretty rough so i i just want to balance the time more and my my animals are starting to age out and i don't want to leave them with pet sitters so yeah. anyway that was an effort to be able to work more at home hmm. and we did a bunch of outdoor summer shows last summer and we're gearing up to do it again this summer and everything's getting canceled one after another so that was pretty much your last project before the, the whole lockdown? Actually, uh, we were in rehearsals for a, a big show in a, in a casino, and oh. we never got to do it. Oh, okay. You know, it was supposed to be March, and it just got cancelled a week before. Mm. There's a new frontier, you know? It's like the wild, wild west, and... Right now, a lot of people are doing live stream shows from their living rooms and yeah. asking for tips. And ultimately, we can't make a living on tips. Oh, no. There's got to be a, a whole other paradigm happening. And yeah. so there's a lot of brainstorming going on with various people and mm. a, a lot of technology hurdles to get over. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's right. Are you doing any teaching? I'm doing some. Um, certainly not enough to live on, but... Uh, I, I, I was teaching one day a week when I was home, yep. and I only got two of those students that are not technophobes that are willing mm. to go on Zoom and continue yeah. <laughs> the lessons. But, you know, I, I've started to do Facebook Lives for the first time, and I'm getting some students through that. Oh, great. And just, just by having my presence out there on a regular basis, that's helping. Yeah, oh, excellent. Oh, definitely, you know, I'll plug this one and hopefully get a few more out of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd be happy to teach at 11 at night, so it's yeah. <laughs> so it works for Australia, one thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. A couple of years ago, I started doing tour vlogs where, you know, now that you got a smartphone, you take a million photos while you're out and videos yeah. and your phone fills up, and then it, all the stuff ends up on a hard drive you'll never see again. Yeah, that's right. So I started doing these tour vlogs to just, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of my month in Europe, and bam, it's up on YouTube. Yeah. And it, it takes, you know, 40 hours to do it, and then I don't do it for another six months. So now I'm doing shorter things that are easier to edit just to have more constant uh, content going up. My daughter, who I play with as well, she just actually she got back into lead playing. She's always done like more uh, chord things. Yeah. And I think after yeah watching your one on my video, she goes, "That's it. I want to learn how to shred." <laughs> so it's good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Great. So you... Well, we more man. We need to balance that the, the male female thing with guitar. Yeah, that's right. No, very cool. Yeah, well, I'll get this one out hopefully next couple of weeks. And um. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. No, no problem. Thank you for your time. And... Okay. All right. I'll catch up with you next time. All right. All okay, right. sounds good, thanks. No worries, bye-bye. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. 
Now stay tuned next week. We've got some great artists coming up. We have Nicholas from Catatonia. I have Eric from Testament. And then Hank from Merciful Fate. It's going to be a great week. And thank you to my sponsors. Musician, Living Music, and Custom Guitar Picks. So until next week, keep jamming. <laughs>